Welcome to Central Pennsylvania Voices. I'm your host, Jonah Bostinski, and today I'm honored to be joined by two guests, Vanya and Josh Murda. Did I say that correctly? Yes, yes you, you did. did. Okay. Uh, I met you at a festival a few weeks ago, and it's really great to have you on the show, Vanya, and great to meet you, Josh. First of all, before we get started, I, I you have a great, great story, and I want you to start from the very beginning. Maybe tell us a little bit about where you're from and how you ended up here in Central Pennsylvania. Awesome. Well, uh, Josh and I just just recently moved out to um, Pennsylvania from Southern California. We were both born and raised out there our whole lives, so this is a big cross-country move for us. Um, but Josh can uh, tell you why we, why we headed out here. <laughs> yeah, we moved out here because um, I'm in upper management at Walmart and uh, got a job offer to move up and move, move out, so took it and uh, figured that it was a good time to move with the cost of living and everything else that's going on out there. So, um, But we live in, in Anvil now, South Anvil, actually, and uh, we're, we're very happy to be here. Well, welcome to Central Pennsylvania. You're going to find it's a great place to be. I've lived here my whole life, and uh, you will find it's, it's a great place to raise your children, and we have great parishes around here. So, mm-hmm. uh, And you go to St. Joan of Arc, is that correct? We do. We go to St. Joan of Arc in Hershey, Pennsylvania. And um, Well, the next the next question I would ask is, tell us something interesting about yourself, but just the fact you're from California, because a lot of people around here <laughs> haven't even met someone from, from California. It's like mm-hmm. another planet around here, because we don't usually get too many people uh, from the western side of the country. Yes, that's a common reaction that yeah. we get when people, <laughs> usually people immediately ask us, why? Why did you move to California? Or <laughs> <Yeah>, exactly. <laughs> move yep. to Pennsylvania, sorry, yeah. from California. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, one of the things that you told me that you do at uh, St. Joan of Arc is, uh, you both run a ministry there called Play and Pray Group. Is that correct? Did correct. I say that correctly? Yes, you did. <laughs> so the Play and Pray Group at St. Joan of Arc, I believe, has been there for about four years. Mm-hmm. And when we moved, um, I had gotten connected with um, another Catholic mom who had started and been running it for the last couple of years. Her kids are getting older, and she's just been running out of time to really run the ministry. And then when COVID hit, obviously there were they were unable to meet for a while. And so um, when we met and we had attended a few times, um, she kind of approached Josh and I and asked, Hey, you guys are new to the area. You seem, you know, really motivated to build community with other young families. Would you like to take it over? And that was a shock. (laughs) We were, we were surprised, but we really felt like it was a, a golden opportunity that the Lord has given us to, to meet other Catholic families since we're new to the area. And it's been a great blessing so far. I kind of stip- skipped over one thing and wanted to talk about your children. Oh, yes. We forgot to mention your children. <laughs> Tell us about your, ch- your children. So our oldest son um, is Joshua Jr. He is two and a half. Our mm-hmm. second son is Joseph. He is almost one. And we are due with, we just found out we're having a baby girl in October. And we are stoked. We are very excited (laughs) (laughs) to welcome her into our family. So so. tell us what happens at this ministry that you have to church. So we um, have begun meeting weekly um, every Wednesday morning. And we usually meet for about three hours. And it's just a space that we host in our home. Um, any moms are welcome with really kids of any ages, but we're more targeting five and under. Um, so moms with younger kids and we get together and have a cup of coffee or a cup of tea and the kids have snacks and play. And, um, we just try to, you know, really create a space of hospitality where 
um, we can build community and be in prayer for one another. Yeah, I know that uh, it was. It's been a long time since my children were little, but that's one of the things that can happen with uh, young parents, particularly young mothers. They feel isolated with yes. that with those little ones, right? Absolutely. So this is a great space for you know moms to come to a kid friendly home where there's toys. You know, there's a potty close by. There's a sink if you need to clean up a spill, and there's a couple high chairs lying around so the kids aren't eating on the floor making messes. <laughs> um, although messes do happen, but. Mm. Um, yeah, it, it, for me, especially, I did feel pretty isolated when we first moved here and just to have something once a week that's consistent and that you can try to go to and just, you know, really be in community with other moms is so important just to have something to look forward to. And, and it's a great way for your kids to socialize too and learn how to play together and, um, you know, to do that within a safe, you know, Catholic home is, is awesome. It's what really kind of participa- participation do you get? Um, as like how in, many people? Right. So our first our first meeting, we had five families attend. And wow. since then, um, summer is a little bit, you know, hit or miss because people are on vacation and whatnot or out of town. But um, I would say we've consistently had uh, two moms um, about every every week. And then mm-hmm. um, last week we had four families, mm-hmm. four moms with their kids. It was it was a it was a house full. And we've also heard of more moms. And yeah, kids we've had we've had more interest. Mm-hmm. So um, I I'm expecting it to, to grow pretty big, pretty quickly, especially once once summer kind of settles down a little bit and we head more into the fall season. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. And I'm assuming you get uh, support from your great pastor that you have there at St. Joan of Arc. Yes, both mm-hmm. Father Al and Father Josh have mm-hmm. been amazingly supportive. Um, they are really excited. We're excited to work with them to see, you know, this ministry take off. And we are absolutely, we, we have a standing invitation to anyone who would like to join us. So, or start their own <laughs> ministry similar. <laughs> yeah, I know a lot of churches don't have a ministry like this. So can they contact you if they would like to get information about how to set yes, this up? Yes, absolutely. Um, they can visit our parish website, which is um, www.stjoanhershey.com. And I believe under the ministry page is probably where they would find it. Um, they'd be able to find the play and pray group. Um, <laughs> I sometimes stumble over the name. Um they can look up that, and then my email is is associated there, so it would be on the website. Or they could contact the parish office as well for more information. That's fantastic. You you know, as a mom, and I know that you're busy with all of the mom things you do. So to take on another responsibility for a ministry like that, that's a special blessing to your to your parish. That's all I can say. Oh, thank you. So, and Josh, I always like to ask our uh, guests on the show. What motivates them? And you seem like a really motivated couple to me. Why don't you want to tackle that one for us? Yeah, for sure. What really motivates me and my wife too, as a, as a young Catholic couple, is to live peaceful and holy and fully authentic Catholic lives as much as we can in this current day and age, where it's very hard to do that. Um, but since coming into the church in uh, Easter of 2021, so just over a year ago. You let the cat out of the bag. I did. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I'm so sorry. You guys are converts. We were, we're going to get to that, right? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I interrupted yeah. you. Um, but in this day and age, it is hard to live a holy, authentic mm-hmm. Catholic life. And just, just the bare bones of that, like going to Mass, mm-hmm. praying, reading your Bible, going to confession, 
all of those things. But if you faithfully live out those things, just those things, that is a great step in the right direction. Vani, do you want to take a crack at that question? The motivation question? The motivation question. Well, um, I know Josh mentioned that we are recent converts and um, I was thinking about this uh, on our way here actually. And I think a big motivation for me is, especially as a convert, is just having access to the sacraments. Um, They are the most profound, tangible uh, means of grace that I've experienced as a follower of Jesus, um, especially since our conversion. And just having access to um, the sacraments is just a powerful motivation out of that, um, out of those graces I receive. I feel like I can do anything. You know, anything is possible with um, using the gifts that God has not only given me, but also Josh and our family. And being able to be in this ministry has been such a, a gift and really very fulfilling as a young mom feeling like I'm able to you know, provide encouragement and just a safe space for other moms, knowing how hard it is to be a mom with little kids, just the the patience and the grace that it takes to extend to your children. Um, the motivation for me really comes from the sacraments as a new Catholic convert. Yeah, I so. think you anticipated my next question. I was going to be about success. How do you define success? But it sounds like you just defined it for me, right? Yes. <laughs> Do you have anything to add to that, Josh? No, everything I would have said, she just said. <laughs> one, of, one of the other things I like to ask our guests on the show uh, is about hurdles that we've faced. And you guys are young, so you probably haven't faced as many hurdles as someone more mature like me. But uh, we've all faced hurdles in our lives, and I'm always interested to know how you approach a hurdle or a problem uh, that we have and how you overcome it. Josh, what do you think? Well, a great example of a pretty big obstacle that we had to overcome was uh, in March of 2020 when COVID first hit everyone, uh, I lost my job. Um, and we, our oldest was only six months old at the time. So mm-hmm. we were out of work for a couple of months. I was on unemployment, all those things, which I never thought I would be. <laughs> but here, here I was. And I was just, we were both asking, Lord, what's go, what's going on? We don't understand this. Like, <laughs> I don't think I've, I've done any, anything wrong. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, but through that, through that very hard and I would say, a a traumatic time um that was what really led us in just to even thinking about the catholic church and so mm-hmm. we can talk about mm-hmm. that more but that was one obstacle wow. well and i'll add to that um josh was not working for walmart at the time mm-hmm. and out of him losing his job um back in march of 2020 mm-hmm. Um, we actually actually got the connection to get hired on with walmart and so it's been how many years? So it'll be two years next month. So in, in under two years, we're out here in Pennsylvania having this conversation with you and seeing just what God has done in such a short amount of time, not only becoming Catholic, but seeing Josh being able to be in upper management in this job providing for our family is truly phenomenal. So God's done some some big work in our lives in the last two years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just to be able to have a single income family in this day and age mm-hmm. is a miracle in my eyes. Yes, yep. it is. And we recognize that it is uh, a true gift to our family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you're definitely blessed in that in that way. And that also, you know, coming to this area, the Diocese of Harrisburg is blessed to have so many good parishes and so many good priests. And you're going to find that as as you, you know, 
you know, move around the diocese, the different, when you get to go to masses at different places, you're going to find that we don't have a weak link here. I mean, we're just so blessed uh, with uh, the diocese, the way it's organized, such great priests and deacons and all kinds of support. And, you know, we were saying a little bit before we went on the air, every parish has a different kind of a personality, and you're going to find that each one has something rich about it. And I know that I enjoy going to St. Joan of Arc. It's a beautiful church and mm-hmm. beautiful people there. We had, we always have a, such a great time going to the festival there. And I know you were, I met you because you were at the pro-life uh, tent next to us, right? Yes, yeah. yes. So I was uh, with my two kids by myself handing <laughs> out flyers about our, our ministry for moms, the play and pray group. And that's how I ended up connecting with you, Joe, was um, we were we were kind of huddled over by the that you know those booths just to have a little bit of a break in between hanging out flyers and uh, it's great to connect with you so we're going to take a quick break but we'll be right back after these messages welcome back to central pennsylvania voices i'm your host joan abistinsky we were right in the middle of a conversation, guys, so why don't we just start, Josh? Uh, my question to you is, tell us about this conversion story. You're a Catholic now. How did that whole thing happen? Well, it was uh, definitely not what I expected would happen <laughs> at, at all, but uh, it started really in earnest in March of 2020 when the first COVID lockdown happened, and for everyone, Catholic or, or not, that changed everything for everyone. But uh, in that time, I lost my job and I was out to work for a, a couple of months on unemployment, found a new job with a six-month-old kid, and um, that was obviously a very trying time. Mm-hmm. But through that, um, at that time, we were at a Baptist church, and we were both uh, born and raised in a very broadly ev- evangelical church setting. Um, and from that point, not having access to go to church, like actually physically going in, in person, even if it was outside, mask on, mm-hmm. six feet apart, all that. Like mm-hmm. we weren't even a- allowed to do that for months, almost a year. And so at first we were on, on board with having church services held on, on online because we didn't know how long COVID would last or how bad it would be. But over the weeks and months, we felt very disconnected from everyone and everything and some very good friends that we had made at this church. Uh, but as I keep on saying, COVID changed everything, right? And so mm-hmm. from then, we both began to ask those really hard, I would say, theological questions of, okay, if this is what church now is, like, what is church? What is the church? Is there a one true church? Which, like, mm-hmm. I had like thought thought about it like as a question out in the ether, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but never really like sat down mm-hmm. and like had time to like pray on that, think right. on that. Um, yeah, the way I always explain to when people ask us that question is, um, you know, when COVID happened, it didn't really spark a crisis of faith. We never cre- questioned our faith, but. It was like a burning question in our souls, which was just, what is church? What is, what is the point if you can just go online and not meet in person? There Mm -hmm. seems to be some serious ramifications of how that's going to impact people, followers of Jesus. And it it did. It was, it was a very challenging time. And so, um, literally that led us straight to a Catholic mass because at least in our area of California, the only churches that were open for even just outside attendance were Catholic churches. And, and this was about four to five months in mm-hmm. to COVID. COVID. Mm-hmm. And so 
for me, at least not, not so much for you, V, but for me, I had never been to a Catholic mass mm-hmm. at all in my life, but I knew that they were meeting in person and it got to the point to us both where we needed in person, face to face church. Mm-hmm. That is fascinating to me. So the, the actual, the, the pandemic had a, a, a step in getting you into the Catholic mm-hmm. church. It was it definitely did. the catalyst of our that, conversion for sure. Yep. What was it like going to your first Mass? It was obviously very different, <laughs> um, but being a good Bible-based evangelical boy that I was raised to be, I we sat in the back back row, <laughs> and I had a Bible open on my lap, yes, and did. I was double-checking everything, <laughs> triple-checking every prayer, every chant mm-hmm. that was said, everything, and mm-hmm. much to my shock, with everything I was taught to believe about Catholics and the Catholic Church, it matched up perfectly mm-hmm. with what... Thought, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. right. Um, but I thought, okay, maybe this was just a, a one-off thing, mm-hmm. right? So we went to a different Catholic Church the week after, and I double-checked everything again, <laughs> triple checked everything and it matched up again and just slowly but surely after 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 that we began to get our hands on any and every catholic book that we could find find every catholic apologist teacher Mm -hmm. priest anything that we could find in a podcast or youtube Mm -hmm. anything Mm -hmm. and over the course of a year with us both we probably read about 45 books Mm-hmm. Just to get every mm-hmm. perspective, point of view mm-hmm. on every mm-hmm. pro and con, like like everything. Mm-hmm. Wow! What, did you have a particular uh, thing about the church that you've had had to struggle with? Was there a hard stepping stone? Well, as a Protestant, mm-hmm. the two biggest ones were the sacrament of confession. Like, why should I confess to a man when I can confess to God? That was mm-hmm. a, that's a pretty common one. Mm-hmm. But then the other one was, was Mary, mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. say that, that was a tough one. But, um, over time, just praying on it more, meditating on it more and think like, okay, she really is the mother of God, the mother of Jesus. Mm-hmm. That that is, that in and of itself is a powerful thing. And yeah, what about you? Um, purgatory was definitely yeah. a big one for me just because that's to, at least with a lot of our close family and friends, that was a, a probably a, a more common question mm-hmm. for us was like, well, where's purgatory in the Bible? Um, and so that was probably the, just the most foreign, mm-hmm. I think, theological, um, concept to kind of come to terms with and, and work through. Did you come from a tradition that had more of a sola scriptura kind of thing? Yes, where yes. Was, absolutely. It wasn't Both of the us Bible. did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and, faith alone, Bible alone, mm-hmm. by grace alone. Right. All that. Right. That's some, the things you're talking about are, are not untypical for people who are converts, the, the things that you just mentioned. What did your family and friends think about this conversion? What, yeah, tell me some way. So you went, I'm getting ahead of myself. So you went to these masses and then what happened? Well, slowly but surely, uh, at the same time, we were going to the different masses at different Catholic churches that were ar- around us. Uh, we also joined a RCIA group at a parish that was about, I don't know, 20 minutes away from our house at that mm-hmm. point. And actually, it was the only parish that was doing RCIA in our area because mm-hmm. of COVID. And mm-hmm. it was actually all over Zoom. It was all virtual, uh-huh. which ended up really benefiting us because we yep. had a six-month-old son. Um, mm-hmm. So we were able to, you know take care of him at home and also be in RCIA, which ended up being perfect mm-hmm. for the season of life we were in at the time. Yeah. yeah. But uh, through doing RCIA and going to mass for the first 
time ever for for me um that was a real real game changer for sure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but how did our friends and family re- receive it kind of kind of mixed um on my wife's side of the the family there are some some catholics on her side uh on my side there are none mm-hmm. uh in, in fact i think i can go pretty far back like seven or eight gen- generations <laughs> if not more and there's zero catholic church anywhere so wow um, yeah big big change so are, are are they are they okay with you guys being catholic now though because some people have a real problem where their family eh, doesn't really like this whole thing it has been very tough uh, at points for mm-hmm. sure for sure and harder on some certain family members than others but they are slowly coming to peace with it because they can see that we are at the very least we are we are genuine and authentic about our faith mm-hmm. they know that we are not faking this right mm-hmm. if we made a big faith change like like this mm-hmm. um and it and they knew that it was just fake and not authentic they would right. have a real big issue on that mm-hmm. but they do know that when we say to them that we are praying for them that we are very sincere in that and i know that when they say that they are praying for mm-hmm. me i know that they are very sincere on on that so yeah it sounds like the journey you took was spiritual as well as intellectual and it wasn't just a you know a decision you made just off the top of your head right and so i think (laughs) you know you can be respected for that i would Mm -hmm. hope right yes Mm -hmm. do your families come from like a specific uh, tradition or were they all pretty much scattered in different protestant religions my side both mom and dad's side were mainly baptist and even more specifically southern baptist Mm -hmm. uh your side v was a little bit everything it's Mm -hmm. interesting actually both my parents were raised catholic um, so there's actually, uh, on my side of the family, there are many Catholics. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know uh, necessarily, at, at least how my parents have described it, um, maybe not very authentic Catholics is maybe a good mm-hmm. way to articulate that. Um, but my parents um, unquestionably have an amazing relationship with Jesus, and um, they raised all of my siblings and I in the pra- uh, Presbyterian denomination. Mm-hmm. So... Um, and then I actually do have one of my brothers is also a Catholic convert. So he and mm. I are uh, two out of five siblings um, who've who've come all the way all the way home, <laughs> which and, is awesome. And Josh, did, you didn't mention, do you have siblings also? No, I am a only kid. Mm-hmm. So for any choice that I make, it's a kind of a big deal, yeah, I, I guess. Bet. <laughs> I bet. So, and what do you what do you like about the Catholic faith? How, how much time do you have? <laughs> yeah, um, hard to choose one, but one big thing that, for me at mm-hmm. least, one thing that I truly do love about the Catholic Church is that I have never felt as much freedom mm-hmm. as I feel now to live out my faith in a holy, authentic way. Um, like, I guess I did have that that freedom as a Protestant, and um, but at the same time, like, Especially talking about the topic of sin, like how do you deal with your sin, like on a day-to-day basis and over your whole whole life, like there is a space and a time for that in the sacrament of confession, which as a Protestant, you don't have that mm-hmm. at all. Like you just deal with your sin and basically put your head down and push on, right? Mm-hmm. And sure, you can do that, but that's not a good long-term answer. Like that will have an effect on you as the weeks and months and years go by. And at the very least, with with confession, 
you can confess your sins to the priest and then therefore to God. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to run out of time soon. So I want to ask you, um, what's the number one takeaway you'd like our listeners to leave you with? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd love to circle back just um, quickly to our, our ministry that we both have taken over at St. Joan of Arc in Hershey. And I think that's just a shout out to parents with young kids who are out there, maybe feeling isolated or lonely, um, just uh, don't be afraid to reach out. You know, have courage to um, seek out community and support and, um, you know, definitely reach out to us at St. Joan of Arc um, or, um, you know, maybe seek that out at your own parish. But, um, yeah, I would just say, you know, have courage and, and seek out community. What about people who might be considering the Catholic faith? Do you have any advice for them? I would say don't stop asking questions and don't be afraid to talk to other Catholics with those questions. <laughs> Josh, you get the final word. Yeah, just to piggyback off of what my wife said about the play and pray group, this is all for the young dads out there. Like your your wife needs you. Your kid or kids need you. And this is a great space for even you, young dads, to come to this play and pray. I'm there every week as as well, and I would love to meet you and talk with you. Fantastic. Well, Vanya and Josh Murda. Did Murda. I say that? Murda. Yeah, Murda. I was pretty close, right? <laughs> you did good. Uh, you guys are the people who run the play and pray group at St. Joan of Arc Church in Hershey. I want to thank you for being with us today on Holy Family Radio on Central Pennsylvania Voices. We're going to have to have you back. It sounds like uh, you have a lot of great things going on uh, with your life and with what's going on there at uh, St. Joan of Arc. So for this episode of Central Pennsylvania Voices, I'm Joan Evastinsky. Thanks for joining me.